Good morning, everybody. It's the first day of the week. Not like uh, people say it's the last day of the weekend. It's actually the first day of the week. It's the day that the Lord Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, the scripture says that uh, Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that on the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and was seen. Interesting to notice, if you go on, he was actually seen by six lots of people. Six, of course, being the, the number associated with man. That's why in the coming day there'll be a 666. It's that triunity of, of man's defiance against God. But anyway, six. Uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word would be established. The Bible says, well, this is either three times two or two times three. So there's either double witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus or even triple. Beautiful, isn't it, to think of that? The most attested fact in history is the resurrection of Christ. On one occasion, 500 people at one time saw him. And that is incredible. And they were still alive when that was written. So those that doubted it could have found some, if not all of those people, and and, bought, and heard their own personal testimony. Anyway, after 40 days, the Lord Jesus was with his disciples. Uh, he ascended to heaven. And then 10 days after that, on the 50th day, the meaning of the word Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, uh, the Holy Spirit descended, and God did something new. You see, we have in the Old Testament scriptures the God's dealing with his ancient people, the Jews, uh, the, the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, as we have seen in the past. And, and then they rejected Christ. He came unto his own things, and his own people received him not. And they crucified him. They said, we'll not have this to reign over us. And they crucified him. And God did something new. Something that hadn't been revealed in prophecy in Old Testament scriptures. He established the church and that was born on the day of Pentecost. And it's run for 2,000 years. And uh, we're still in that period of grace. And you can be saved this morning if you don't know Christ as your saviour. You can be part of that precious vessel <coughs> that will seen as his bride, and the intimacy and affection and love uh, in that wonderful relationship that will be eternal. How beautiful. But the end of that period of time is the rapture, as we thought in Revelation chapter 4. The door is opened in heaven, and the church is taken up. I believe that's a picture of that in Revelation chapter 4, as we've been thinking. And we've been thinking too about the fact of what happened uh, in that revelation, that first of all, there was the song of the redeemed and the central theme, the one, our blessed Lord Jesus, who through his blood, through the sacrifice that he made, has redeemed to God from every people and kindred and tongue and nation. And the one who is worthy to take the title deeds, as we thought, and execute the judgments of God upon this godless uh, Christ-rejecting world. And then, of course, we saw too the, the day of review or the, uh, the time when the judgment seat of Christ when believers will be reviewed as to what they've done in relation to their, uh, their Lord Jesus and how they've served him and rewards will be given, etc.
And then we saw the marriage of the Lamb. And we were thinking last time about the, the fact that heaven was opened again. Not now for the church to go up, but for Christ and his church to come down out of heaven. There will be terrible judgments during that day, during that tribulation period, seven years, three and a half years, the Bible says it'd be the beginning of sorrows. And then the last part, tribulation the great, and tribulation it will be. Uh, the most dreadful time, the scripture says it's the time of Jacob's trouble. So it particularly is centered on the uh, on the nation Israel and the horrendous and horrific things we, we think of, the, the awful things that happened during the past war, um, the Second World War and the Holocaust. Uh, but the Bible says that if those days were not shortened, there wouldn't be one single person survive. But God did shorten them, and he shortens them by the coming out of heaven Heaven opened and the Lord Jesus coming out as King of kings and Lord of lords, coming out to execute judgment upon that evil trinity, Satan, the beast and the false prophet, and coming to deal with his enemies and to establish his kingdom. And what a kingdom that will be. And uh, we may find time at some stage to see something of the uh, glory of that kingdom. But what I want us to think about this morning is the fact that the church is something that is a mystery. And it's not mysterious like we think of mysteries. The word mystery in biblical language literally means that which was previously hidden but now has been revealed. You see, there's so much confusion about the coming of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is coming again, and he is. Praise God for that. But that coming is in two phases. The first coming will conclude that which was a mystery. Church is a mystery. In Old Testament scriptures, it's not revealed. It's there in picture form, but it's not prophetic. Uh, <clears throat> and God does something new. And we thought about that last time, didn't we? About the fact that uh, the Christ and his bride are a mystery. And we... Uh, we're amazed when we think of what God has done. But the conclusion of that parenthesis, if you like, in the dealings of God, beginning at Pentecost, concluding at the rapture, is something that is total and entire in its uh, completeness. And then, of course, scripture, prophetic scripture starts again, and it's called the Day of the Lord. And the Day of the Lord will begin with the judgments upon this world, the tribulation period but it will go on throughout the thousand-year reign of our blessed Lord Jesus. And at the end of that, there is another day called the Day of God, which will be a new heavens and a new earth. But there is so much confusion. People and so many preachers and so many churches just seem to get confused about the coming of the Lord. You see, the first one, as we say, is the rapture. He's coming for his people for his church, for his bride, if you like. <clears throat> and then he's coming to reign. And when he comes, he will set up that kingdom of glory and righteousness and equity and peace. And all the fulfilment of that which we thought about before Christmas, 
Isaiah chapter 9. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Father of Eternity, and the Prince of Peace. And he will be the Prince of Peace in that day. And he will reign over all the earth. And the Bible says that uh, the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. So I hope I've made that reasonably clear this morning. But the most important thing, dear friend, is this, that your soul is saved, that you come into the good of God's salvation, that you come to trust in what Jesus did upon that cross at Calvary. We live in a Christian country, or at least we used to live in a Christian country. It's not Christian anymore. But we're not Christians because we live in a Christian country. Neither are we Christians because we go to church. Neither are we Christians because we sometimes read our Bible and sometimes pray. We only become Christians when we make Jesus our Lord. When we acknowledge that when he died upon that cross for sinners, he died for me and are able to say the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. And we acknowledge him. We believe on him, not just in him, but we rest our eternity on him. We rest the destiny of our souls upon him and receive him and make him the master of our lives. May God bless you on this, the first day of another week, with his salvation and those of us who already know him, that we might rejoice that he is alive and there is a man in heaven. And because our forerunner has for us entered into the presence of God, we shall be there too. Uh, Either by death, the portal into his presence, or when he comes and takes us home to be forever with him. God bless you.